Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, it's the Friend Zone. With Tim and Guy come to the Friend Zone. Have a good time, yes, it's the friend zone with Tim and Guy, cause making friends is the best idea of all time. Hello, and welcome to the friend zone. Yeah, this is uh, this is actually where friendship happens in Auckland, New Zealand, on a couch in Tim's garage yeah, in Greyland. We've moved slightly. If it sounds a bit weird, everyone, it's because we're trying a new uh, technical feat, the future of worst idea enterprises, hopefully, maybe. Um, we are attempting to video record this. So if you're seeing us, hello. And if you're not, I'm so sorry that I lost the files. Oh, no, it's, a, it's okay. Uh, not everyone will be seeing this. Some people will Correct. be experiencing this. This is only for Patreon pals. We like to fuck with them because they like to fuck with us first. Yeah. And so accordingly, everyone who's just listening to this, I mean, you've probably got a pretty good idea of what it looks like. It's just two friends Sitting next to each other, side by side, in, front, couch. Of, in front of a grill garage door. Yeah, uh, I'm wearing a cool hat. Yeah, Tim's wearing a grown-ups two visor. I'm uh, Which I got from Brett. Thanks, you can Brett. see my legs, and it's um, it's sweltering. It's 28 degrees here in Auckland. It's actually quite nice and cool in the garage. Yeah, it's good, eh? Could Do you, you know, live down here? Mm, mm, I'd sooner not. I did live in a garage for a year. And this garage has the same smell. Yeah. But it's is it, damp concrete, eh? That is the thing. And when you're young, I don't know if it's, it probably has the same impact, but I didn't account for the dampness. I was just mm. like, well, it means my rent's half as cheap. Yeah. I'll get in the garage. The trouble with that is, I think it's fine. You can tolerate it. it it's contained. Often when you're younger as well, you can be like, well, I'm going to spend most of my time out anyway. Limited amount. I'll come back to sleep. It's sweet as is where I store my stuff. The issue becomes when your clothes start to smell of damp, which is something I experienced big time. I had a flat in Thorndon in Wellington, traditionally a very expensive area. And, and me and my mate found a place that was affordable. And then after we moved in, we found out why. And it was because not a lick of sunlight hit it at any point in the day. And there was no like airflow going through. So it was just this kind of dank swamp situation. Wellington is incredibly dank. For any, any areas of Wellington, which are many that don't get sunlight, it yeah. is like it's a mold, mold's paradise. It really is. Yeah, we need to f- reverse the paradigm, I think. 
We keep thinking of it that it's a bad place for humans, but maybe it's just a wicked place for mold, and this, we should celebrate uh, yeah. that. I like that. I why did New Ze- why does New Zealand deal so poorly with uh, insulating our homes from mold? Like, why is it such a damp? As I was always explained to, it was because you know the Brits came here and colonized, and they were like the South Pacific, beautiful summer all year round, summer all the time, high twenties. Every single day of the calendar year. So what, all of them arrived in summer mm. in a specific week where it was good. And they're like, well, we'll build our homes accordingly. Yes, and we will ignore the fact that we're in the southern hemisphere and they'll all face the wrong way from the sun. <sighs> and we'll, we'll use the wrong materials. But everyone now lives in a rented villa that costs $1.5 million. Correct. And someone owns them all. And we haven't found out who it is yet. But when we figure it out, boy, are we going to be furious. <laughs> They'll hear a word or two about it. They certainly will. Um, so, obviously, we've got correspondence dating all the way back to 2019. <laughs> obviously. Even though we are now in the second month of 2020. <laughs> and so, without further ado, I might uh, launch into some of that. Is it a do or a do? And what does it mean? It's a dieu, I believe A-D-I-E-U, it's French. I-E, okay. Without further adieu, or maybe that's a goodbye. Adieu, adieu to you, and you, and you, uh, that sound of music. goodbye was au revoir, is it like no, a, no, another way I, of... No, no, I'm now oh, concerned to bid you adieu. that there are t- two adieus. Adieu from Middle English, also adieu, adieu, adieu. <laughs> <laughs> Pronounced the same, but spelled differently. Usage notes. Uh, a farewell, a goodbye. Uh, particularly, I don't know. I guess without further ado, without further goodbye, that can't be right. It must be the uh, another version With, of without. It. You know what's funny is that um, I've interrupted you saying without further ado with a whole lot more ado. Yeah, yeah, you have tons. Oh, is it without further ado? Yeah, maybe. Oh, it is. Like much ado about nothing? Same without, word? Yeah, without further ado is an egg corn, which is a misheard phrase, saying, lyric, or slogan. An egg corn? I've never heard of egg corn before. What a great feature language. So adieu is a French word that means goodbye. Mm. Presumably someone using the phrase without further ado is stating he would like to end a presentation or conversation without excessive goodbyes. But without further ado, ah. at the opening of a conversation would suggest... Without further pause. Amazing. And now we know. So, first bit of correspondence comes to us from who, Monty? Uh, Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Hi there, guys Mont and Tim's Bat. It looks like Dr. Phil has some important things to say about the devil's lettuce. (laughs) Can I request a role play wherein Monty is Dr. Phil and Tim is the expert refuting his claims? And there's a screen cap here of Mm -hmm. what Dr. Phil says. I'm going to block you from it so that... I can spring my opinion on you and you can defend it. Okay. Well, weed is like, is when, you, when you smoke marijuana, it's like opening your computer up and pouring water inside. Even occasional cannabis consumers will see a multi-point drop in IQ. If you've got an expensive computer, why would you pour water all over the keyboard? Now, you know what I love about this is that Dr. Phil knows nothing about marijuana or computers. Well, I do know, and please address me when you're talking. I'm so sorry, uh, Dr. Phil, who isn't legally licensed to practice medicine in the United States, but refuses to You don't need a license to know that weed is bad for you. Um, What clinical trial (laughs) could you honestly be quoting? Last night, my wife Deborah poured water on my computer 
and it um and now I can't use it. And now we can't smoke weed, huh? Uh, well, ideally, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ideally, yes. Whose voice is this? I don't know. <laughs> it's not the doctor's. Well, it's close. It's his cousin. It's yeah. Dr. Bill. How won't you? I got like oh, there we go. sentences that's, you go back. How that, want you your, to get excited about your life? That's your tune in yeah. to get to Dr. Phil. I mean, look, here's the thing. If you pour a glass of water onto any piece of electrical equipment while it's got a current running through it, yeah, it's, it's going to fuck it for sure. Pour it on your keyboard... Computer's probably going to be fine. It'll just fuck your keyboard. On a laptop? Uh, well, it's all unibody, so it will fuck it. But on a desktop? Here's a fun bit of trivia, yeah. sort of, for people. Is that if you just disconnect all the power going to something, you can like put it in the... Wait, well, don't put it in the dishwasher because it's got that powder. But you can... At a gig, right? So at music festivals, you might see techs with big audio desks and they would connect everything and, and make sure it discharges so they'll wait like a minute or something so the capacitors can dissipate all their charge. And then they'll just power wash it with a water hose. Oh, wow. So as long as you completely uh, dry it out before any current runs through it, it's totally fine to get stuff wet. I didn't know that. The problem with a, a laptop is that it's got a... Ba- well, nowadays, you've got a battery you can't remove. Same with a phone. Same with the phone. But if you've got a piece of electrical equipment where you can just remove the, the electric- batteries. Yeah. What about a Nintendo Game Boy? Yes. So if you take You could a- rinse a Nintendo Game Boy. Totally. You just gotta make sure you completely dry it out before you turn it back on. Yeah. I like that. I don't play Nintendo Game Boy anymore, and I guess the other ones now, like none of them use double A batteries like they used to. Nah. Because they'd all have, you just plug and charge everything. I'm trying to remember what a DS has. I think you can take the battery out. Um, anywho, smoke Th- weed every day. Don't throw water down your laptop. Thank you, Jacob. Thanks, Jacob. Uh, and now, from June, <laughs> the month, not the person. Oh, wow. Dear Tim Tam Flim Flam Bim Bam and Moy Montgomery. Now, stop me if I've read this one before. I've heard that sentence Yeah, before. yeah, definitely I've heard that intro. Um, as a result of your, what, open door policy on smoking weed every day. I was going to say the two things may be connected as to whether or not I can remember this. Hey, guy, I'm unsure if this will ever get read as you guys just wrapped up the final watch of Sex in the City, but I figured I'd give you guys a shout anyway. I found out... Uh, fairly recently, I've been listening to Till Death Do Us Blart, but for some reason hesitated to pull the trigger on Worst Idea, which was a mistake because it means I came right out around the end of it. Nevertheless, I've enjoyed every moment of my listening experience and even got to see you guys live in Los Angeles tonight. Oh, wow. What uh, a night that was. We, we were at the Dynasty Typewriter with yeah. Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. I remember it now. It was, <laughs> it was great. My, uh, I brought my brother, who has never and will never listen to the show. Mad respect to your brother. He had a blast. Oh, nice. On stage, you guys were musing about whether or not the Mexico hotel scenes of Sex and the City were actually filmed in Mexico. You were correct in doubting this. They were actually filmed in a mansion in Malibu. Oh, wow. In California. I guess that bit. I know this because my father, who is an architect, designed this mansion for a close friend of his. I actually have been in the house, including the rooms that were used in the movie. I guess the story is that Mattress Pikelet, spelling, was actually a good friend of the guy my dad designed the house for, had been in the house, and desperately wanted to use it in the movie. I don't think being the architect of a house used in a big budget movie made my dad any money, 
but it is kind of a cool thing to brag about. This is a piece of trivia about my family that I never thought would be interesting or relevant to anyone, but maybe you guys will appreciate it. Happy for you guys that you're finally free. I hope for your sake, you guys listen to Paul F. Tompkins and never do this again. Say my name, even if it isn't, legally because I'm trans, Felix Carson. Fuck, I love Say My Name, even if it isn't. Yeah, it's very good. That is exactly how I like people to sign off. That is an interesting piece of trivia. Felix, I love how connected you are to the... You're really connected to the film. I, I don't think that Michael Patrick King would necessarily know or make... <laughs> how dare you say those words on this podcast? The decision... I Mattress just, Pike Oh, did I... What did I say? Absolute sacrilege. <laughs> oh, I said the wrong name. You did. All that to say... I feel like that just it further consolidates the idea that the actors in Sex and the City were not friends, which they've all gone on the record essentially as saying since they've wrapped. How's that connected to this house thing? Because it's, I mean, if you're not friends, like if it's an exciting job, it yeah. makes sense. And no one's got other stuff on it. It makes sense that you travel to Mexico and maybe oh, enjoy I some see. downtime around shooting. And it's like, oh, well, you can leave, you know, you go away for a week or two. But yeah, their contract was like, I will go as far as. Malibu for this location-based yeah, film. Yeah, exactly. But then I guess they went. They went to Morocco. Did. to go to the United Arab Emirates. Mm. Um, well, thank you for that. I, I think that's just Mattress Pike Club being good with budgets. I he doubt, fooled me. I don't think that he's the man who's signing off the budgets. I feel like all of this is beneath him. He has executive decision-making power, yeah. but he's not presenting a number of options to himself. Yeah, that's there are true. underlings across the board, who yeah. do such dirty work. I'd like to say we did, I, I suppose we did, and we have listened to Paul F. Tompkins, and now in turn Felix's advice of not doing it again, but it, it would be remiss of us not to mention um, the conclusion of our Cats miniseries. Yes. Which now we've had some time between uh, experiencing and releasing. Uh, I look back on, fondly, I thought it was a great little experiment. Yeah, it was fun, and... Um, we've gotten a little bit of feedback, but always very keen to know, you know, what you guys think of these things because we're we're open here. Well, yeah, we're living together now, so in, in the same city, we don't actually live together. <laughs> you're telling me now that yeah. you're homeless for some reason. You know how you I to... said I've been living in a, I've lived in a garage for a year. It was this, it garage. Was this garage. I was never out. in New York. That's crazy. Um, you were never in New York. I was never in New York. Just waiting for the pitter patter of little feet to leave the house. That's right. Counting them, and then you'd come out. Where were you showering? I was, Is that why the water pipe broke over there? 100%. You'd siphoned off a little shower situation. Totally. This Very cool. This is an ample space for a lithe young man. Uh, but yeah, so thanks to everyone who uh, tuned in to the Cats Miniseries. Thank you to everyone who subscribed to the Patreon to get the early release and watch some of the videos of us. Yes. I don't know if you saw this. I actually posted some pretty, uh, what turned out to be more explicit content than I thought on my Instagram story. Uh, as I said in the miniseries, I was doing some performances around the house for Chelsea. Yeah. And one of them involved a nude rendition of Jellicle Cats, yes. the first song. Yes. And I was sort of, she was in the bedroom and I was like leaning around the door doing some I've sort seen of this video, and but you do well, need to explain it. Well, yeah. And so I was sort of like, are you blind when you're born? And I'd look through and then yeah. I'd sort of. It was very theatrical, quite well done. And then I'd, yeah, I'd go. Uh, would have been tastefully shot had you not darted. So here's the thing. I thought I'd, I'd accounted for it. And I was like, I don't want my penis to be on display. And so I'll do a very quick leap. Yeah. But I leaped with my 
the the legs were around the wrong way. I see. You so thought I was you were leaping going to... from left to right, yes. and I leaped with my right leg first, which right. meant that my penis was exposed while my left leg trailed. To the, to the if camera. I'd led with the left leg, you would have been then right. that would have obscured the penis. Yes. Uh, Did this any... make its way online? I posted it on my Instagram stories. Knowingly? No. And then <laughs> I, I got a message saying if you pause it, it's you can't really – you just – you don't actually see it in any explicit detail. It's just like, oh – there it is. Yeah. Anyway, last of the 24 hours. So thanks. No one reported it. Great. Hey, good on you, Instagram um, people on Monty's but account. But yeah, thank you. Th- just thank you to everyone who listened. Thank thanks you to be- everyone who saw Guy Montgomery's penis. Thanks to everyone who saw my penis. Thanks to everyone for not reporting um, it. It was, and it was. I'd like to say as uh, one of the people who was a part of actually experiencing it, it was. It was. I genuinely had quite a good time. It was really nice going to the cinema to watch a movie every day, <laughs> having a different audience around you. Eventually, yeah. it became bad, of course. But yes. um, the experience. If you remove the film, the experience was nice. It's a lot of quality time. It's a lot of quality time. And the good thing about being in a cinema is you just you have to exit the real world. You have to. Yeah. And so you could just totally switch off. It's true. For um, how long was it? An hour forty every day. Yeah, now forty five, I think. Fifty one with credits. Nice. Um but unsustainable. How much time have we spent as friends and how much time have we spent as colleagues since I've been back? What's the split? Oh, it, since you've been back, eighty twenty work to friends, I think. In life? Uh definitely more than half as colleague. I'd say seventy thirty. When and I would like to When someone mentions my name, do you think oh that's my friend guy? Or do you I think, think that's my friend guy. Okay. Time spent, quantity does not equal quality, okay. you see. I love that, and I love one. you. This correspondence comes from the very end of 2019 from Kelly, who writes, Hi, boys. What does taking the piss even mean? <laughs> I know it's bad. I know I don't want to take the piss. <laughs> but what is that even saying? <laughs> Making a fool of oneself? I've been watching a lot of Love Island lately, both UK and Australian versions, and they seem to say it constantly for many different reasons. Is it the same across the Commonwealth? Please help from a humble American listener. Taking uh, the piss originates back to the man who um, uh, first came from the British colonies and set foot on New Zealand, uh, Captain James Cook. They spent a long time on a ship. Um, they ran out of drinkable water. They knew they couldn't drink seawater, so they had to share um, their urine as a last line of defense to avoid dehydration. And so um, when you tell someone that you're taking the piss... Do you know what's happening you're, you're, here? You're, you're, uh, it sounds like Tim's giving the you a genuine uh, definition, but what he's actually doing is brilliantly illuminating what taking the piss is, which is essentially uh, joking, making fun, Mocking. taking yeah, taking the mickey is another Commonwealth sort of pejorative term. To take the piss is like... Oh, you're absolutely taking the piss means that you're taking... Nah, that's a corn swazzle or whatever. Guys, put you wrong. You're My taking, one's the right one. No, I mean, you're taking the piss out of me, which means you're making fun of me. Nah. So if he loves to take the piss, it means he likes to joke and kid around. Um, do you what like was to- that word again? Corn? Oh, uh, I don't know if people can hear my dog going nuts, by the way, but I can. he's doing it. He's corn wall? God damn it. We corn should actually really remember that. Yeah, it's bloody good. <laughs> uh do we need to address any more of no, that? No, I feel like I think we've done a good we've job. Thank shot. you very much for that, Kelly. I hope that we've answered your question. We showed and told. Dear Tim Batsonar, yes. Egg Corn. Thank you. Egg Corn, everyone. Dear Tim Batsonar and Guy Mont Blanc, greetings from Belgium. 
I just wanted to send you boys an email to say that I caught up with your podcast. I listened to all four seasons in a couple of months. I did send you guys a mail a few weeks ago, but I didn't hear it on the friend zones. I'd like to point out this was also sent in June of last year. Uh, it was the one about churros and guys cyst. Oh, I remember that. I probably get uh, that you guys receive tons of mail, so just wanted to say no hard feelings. I put a link to a video in this mail, which I think is relevant to my previous name, uh, to my previous mail. Say my name and try to pronounce it correctly. Yanni Van Voren. Voren. I like that. Cosine? Yanni Van Voren. Close. I reckon. So we're, we're, Are we going to watch a YouTube video? Um, I just want to say, it says this video is private. I can't see it. Well, what you. a fantastic mystery, Yarn. Yeah, just quickly on the side of that, thank you for that correspondence. I've got a uh, message from Sterling who found a... Really great Sex in the City white T-shirt with a sort of print of the gals laughing, uh, which was on special at Target in Utah, Salt Lake City. I've just asked if they bought it. I don't know yet. So if you are in Utah, Salt Lake City, uh, is it a reply? Right yeah, there? they just reply. It's a small and uh, Sterling How is a large real time communication to Salt Lake City. Yeah, the world madness is a crazy place. It sure is. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash all time. 
Um, what else have we got here, Monty? Now, this one I had... So, the ones I read, I mark as red, and the ones that I haven't unread, uh, you can infer. The this, system technically should work. This, I see no reason why that doesn't Here's function. an email that says it's red, but I don't know if it is, because it's from July now, so we're moving up in the calendar. Hey, Tim and Guy. Sorry off the bat for the long message. It's been a long time since I've written into the friend zone, and a lot has changed. I was listening to the podcast about a year and a half ago when the first message I sent him was read out, and it happened to be on one of the darkest days of my life. Hearing you two read my message and go off on a tangent about the name Jeff and how you need more Jeff in your life in addition to looking up the dictionary definition of the word dulcet and questioning whether or not I had used it sarcastically to describe your voices provided some genuine joy and a much needed boost to my spirits for that and for all the hours and hours of laughter I cannot thank you too enough that is yeah it's really nice so sweet I'm in a much better place now very glad to hear that Jeff and have been continuing to laugh along to your journey through season four. And I'm truly sad that I missed your live show in Chicago. I'm a new dad and have been so busy with an infinite home that I didn't realize you were in town until the show had already passed. Not that I could have made it out, but still, to use a turn of phrase not common here in the US, I was gutted. Hey. I did, however, greatly enjoy the episode and hope to be lucky, lucky enough to see you two live in some form or another in the future. I hope you had a good time here in the Windy City, and I hope you both are well. Again, thanks so much for all that you do, including Death Blight, and Overlooked and Undercooked, and best of luck with whatever comes next, which happened to be My Week with Cats. Live every moment, love every day, and feel free to say my name, Jeff M. Jeff, that is heartwarming. I love that, Jeff. And since then, since that, because we went on a fantastic boat tour, which I'm sure we outlined in some small amount of detail. Yeah. Uh, and the woman who gave the tour was fantastic and outlined that it's it's called the Windy City. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. Sounds like Rufus is moving around some furniture. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Um, He's a small well, you dog. Should, fuck, when you're living down here, you hear all sorts of shit, mate. <laughs> yeah? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the walls are so thin, it's only a... You know, the roof's essentially ply. Oh, that's a worry, because my bedroom, I think, is straight up. Yeah, I'm scared you're going to come crashing through the floorboards from time to time. Right, eh? The Windy City. Not because of its wind. Oh, here we go again. Because of all of the hot air that would come out of Chicago. If I hear that, that they were the fact, best city. Well, do that fact is the meme equivalent of that picture of the guy um, in a subway station standing next to a billboard of people like all in a row and he's by himself but he's next to the billboard and it says this is what listening to a podcast is like. I've never you heard know, of that man. No, you will, you so will have bad, seen it. So it's a bad example. <sighs> anyway, I read a fantastic book that I want to tell everyone about. It's set in Chicago. It's sort of uh, historical, not fiction, but it's it's told in the first person through intense and laborious research and it's called The Devil in the Windy City. Cannot believe you won't let me shout out movies on this thing. Oh, Devil, here in you the, are with a book. Devil in the White City by Eric Larson and it's about Chicago's bid for and subsequent efforts to host we the World Fair. We get it, Fair. Monty. You're literate. Congratulations. You big show off. And also about a very scary killer called John Holmes. Sally Wright. Dual narrative. I've actually, it's my turn. <laughs> So you squandered it with this book no, review. I just remembered you something. Fucking nerd. I just remembered something. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's what, so that's what I'm. I'm not after book reviews. I'm after that. Melody writes. So I'm reading this book, Providence, by the author of You, which is blowing up everyone's Netflix at the moment. And look what I stumble upon. Mm-hmm. We've had this before, but it's never too late to celebrate it again. It's uh, the author is Caroline Kepnes, and she's on the record as being a fan of the Frosty. Fellas, the segment of the book reads, uh, 
I have friends now, sort of. About a year ago, I found this podcast. These two guys from New Zealand, Kiwis. Their names are Guy and Tim. And all they do is analyze grown-ups too. It's the greatest feeling to hear them talk. They notice all the stuff I notice, like how you can't tell what the director wants you to see. Uh, I'm trying to read through the circle now. It's too hard. But anyway... (laughs) Thank you so much, Providence, and a huge thank you to Caroline Kipnis for continuing to spread the gospel. If you haven't, uh, which I haven't, be sure to <laughs> be sure to check out you on Netflix. Apparently, the second season's got a really fun improv comedy subplot, which absolutely eviscerates the improv community scene. I his stand up com. I mean, his improv comedy had enough. Is my question? Do we it, need to uncancel them somehow? No, they are the world's softest punching bag. Like They're, it's very easy to mock improv as someone comedy, who if they had enough. who does improv comedy and is currently recording episodes of improv comedy to be broadcast and consumed at a later date. I love the troupe. It's not going to work. Improv comedians deserve every piece of shit that is hung on them. <laughs> we are the bottom feeders of society. We are losers. Um, so Snort on TVNZ will be available later this year. It might work. It might work. I hope it does. It might not, though, and that would be humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been a part of a scene in improv and thought, this will hold up On upon television. further inspection. Yeah, I mean, that's the point. The magic is in the moment. Sally writes, hello. <laughs> she probably didn't intend to be like that. <laughs> so there's two messages. The first one's from June. Have noticed you in the scene... Have Oh, have you noticed in the scene where Samantha Spoonfeeds carry the teapot changes to a different one? I think it does. Like a different teaspoon, I reckon. Um, I think it does. I remember watching it in a move, I guess it's movie, blooper clip show years ago, and it somehow has been seared into my brain, <laughs> but I haven't built up the nerve to watch the film again. I am. Imagine thinking of something for several years that's in a film and being like, but I cannot face it. <laughs> I do that with things in life. Yeah. For years? Emails. Yeah. <laughs> things I'm like, yeah, oh, fuck, I've, actually, yeah, I've true. actually got to get to that. And yeah. then I'll sit down to do it and I'll be like, oh, might be nice to look at this website. Yeah. Three years later. I'll look at that website and then I'll be, oh, I need to get off my computer. I've been looking at my computer all morning. And then it's tomorrow. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry for building up hope of finding a blooper. Hugs and kisses. You're doing the Lord's work and uh, keeping me sane during an endless job hunt. And then the subsequent email in, ju- in the next month, I'm sorry to email you again, but I'm certain the teapot thing is a blooper. You haven't seen into the Sex and the City film. And I can't believe you watch a film 53 <laughs> times and not see it. Sorry for the unprofessionalism. I have drunk some wine. All the best, Sally. Unprofessionalism. Spelt with too many L's. What <laughs> professionalism are you bringing to an email with a podcast? She is a professional audience member Can of I this show. also give out a huge shout out to your performance in reading that email. Do you know, in the time we've been recording, that your sight reading has come along in leaps and bounds. Thank you so much. I, I want, really appreciate I that. really appreciate the correspondence, Sally. And do you know, I'm actually really sorry for you because I'm never going to get to observe your observation like on principle. <laughs> You're just Someone else watch and, and report back. Moreover, to antagonise you, I think you're lying. <laughs> I, I'd like to read this For correspondence no to you, Tim, which yeah. feels somewhat like a personal attack, although it's not. Hey, team. Is that Tim pronounced the Australian way, or is it genuinely team? 
team, as in uh, a group of people, the unit. Yeah, cool. this is a non-specific message. You know, that's how they say my name in Australia, right? Yeah, they team. Go, hey, team. Hey, team. This is mad hectic. When I would ring into a call center to like buy a SIM card or get my taxes sorted when I was living in Sydney, they'd be like, "What's your name?" And I'd say Tim, and they'd say, "What?" And I'd say team, and they go, "Oh, team." They go, "What's a Tim?" Yeah. Yes. Lunatics, eh? Yeah. Hey team, I was con- I was wanting to contact you in regards to your podcast. Well, you have. Congratulations. I am an audio editor and podcast producer, Uh-oh. and I'm reaching out to podcasts <laughs> who I can take a step further by optimizing the audio more so than it already is. Obviously, the final product is everything when it comes to longevity with an audience. Well, our numbers were big to differ. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't respond. Mm. And then later they wrote, let me know if you'd like to discuss further. I'm more than happy to edit some material for free to prove my value. And we can go from there. Enjoy your day. I'm torn on this message. Yeah, you read it with a lot of sass. But a lot. Because Jordan hasn't addressed either of us by name, nor yes. the name of the podcast. Yeah. Which makes me feel like Jordan's just blitzing every yeah. podcast page on Facebook. And that's fine. We'll just ignore it. But Jordan found the worst idea. Yeah. Which involves research, doesn't it? How would you find the worst idea on Facebook? I don't know. You might Google the word podcast or put it in the search bar of the Facebook website. What are you doing? Googling the word podcast. This comes to us from... We're not anywhere near the front page. And this is on my Google. Sarah, dear Timbo and Guy Guy, emailing here from the sunny from sunny Newcastle upon Tyne. England. Oh, yeah. T-Y-N-E. Time? Yeah. Crushed it. First of Sex in the City, the movie, when it came out. Just put can out, but I'm pretty sure it's came out. Can out's funny. Mm. I'm going cans out today. And thought it was great. I was 14. Now I can't think of anything worse. Recently, while on my lunch break, I saw the following in Tesco's and couldn't help but think of the podcast and, of course, Coffee Guy. Maybe he was more involved with the characters of their movie than we realized. Of the movie that's probably supposed to be. Congratulations on completing all your watches and keep up the good work. Say my name, Sarah Jelf Matthews. Thanks, Jelfie. I really like Jelf. <laughs> what's the... Uh, J-E-L-F. What's the image? Who cares? I'm too honed in on Jelf. I care. Um, the image is loading currently. It appears to be some... Oh, there we go. It's uh, um, a ready-to-go coffee, like an instant in a can thing of a cappuccino latte cafe i'm gonna hold it up to the camera in case you're on patreon so and see. it says on it oh, it's gonna be uh, out on the focus, label it says actually. mr big it's bad which is fantastic oh, it, does. it does too it that mr. was the big. inspiration in fact i think there is a really popular instant coffee brand in japan that's mr big um mr big that's my name that name again is mr big hey boys <laughs> hey guy in a recent episode of The Friend Zone, you wondered aloud. You're right. Yep. I think I've been breathing in quite a lot of mold. Oh, yeah. In a recent episode of The Friend Zone, you wondered aloud if a disproportionate fraction of your listeners are enrolled in PhD programs. Yes. And if so, why? As a grad student who had the podcast recommended to me by another grad student and who has since gotten many others to start listening, I can confirm and explain this phenomenon. Great. Why are we so big in academia? I'm working on my PhD in evolutionary biology, specifically studying the social networks of fungus beetles. 
This means that I spend thousands of hours carefully gluing tiny name tags onto beetles and thousands more staring at the wall of my shower wondering what the fuck I'm doing with my life. I'm getting deja vu. Are you? Is it possible we've read this before? Totally possible. I don't have a great memory, but play on, player. I like this. Your podcast has provided precious entertainment to lighten monotonous work. But more importantly, it has given me a sense of kinship. It is comforting to listen to other people who have condemned themselves to years of doing the same things over and over without perspective or purpose. Laugh at the absurdity of it. Oh, laugh at the absurdity of it all. That's right. I regret to inform you that you have both been working on dissertations this whole time. Oh. To celebrate the end of the pod and to recognize your invaluable service to higher education around the world, I hereby declare that you have completed your doctorates. I feel like the scarecrow in the Wizard of Oz when he gets his diploma. Start putting PhD after your names on important legal documents. (laughs) More seriously, it has been genuinely important to me during an undertaking which is not known for its positive effects on mental health Mm. to hear you cling tight to what really matters. Friendship. Sex in the city. Oh. In this spirit, I'm asking you to thank the friend who introduced me to your work. Becca, you're the best. You have made the last few years of my life so much better. My friend Becca, you're the best. Nice. I've attached a picture of a beetle wearing a name tag. Love every <laughs> moment. One. Live every day and say my name. Get a load Phoebe. Of this beetle. And here's a picture of a beetle who's uh, been named somewhat, you know, I think unromantically, 4BS. It does. It, no, it won't focus, guys. It's no use. It, they won't. Be, it's going to be blurry. What guy's done is he's just shoving that screen up to the camera. But I've taken autofocus off. You see. Um, oh, now he's just having a bit of a muck around with forced perspective. A regular Peter Jackson. This oh, one. Giant. He's big and he's also not mic'd up right now. So thank you so much for that. And I love the idea that we have done a dissertation. And I like this idea that if you get a PhD, you're allowed to honour other people yeah. as you want. I also don't think you need to apologise for revealing we've done a dissertation. I think this is, this is the best way to do a dissertation is to be oblivious the whole time. And at the end, you're like, oh, by the way, Surprise, you just qualified as a doctor. <laughs> um, Lewis or Louis has sent us 20 US dollars and there's probably a message somewhere else. So thank you so much for that. That was in July. Oh, okay, I actually had a. I posted a video on my Instagram story the other day, and someone I was rummaging was through my your freezer. Penis? It was not my penis. It was actually I was uh, experimenting with coffee ice cubes. Oh yeah, what do you think about that? You Tell make me a, more. You make a coffee. Yep. And you freeze it into ice cubes, and then if you if you're having an iced coffee, instead of watering down your coffee, you put in the coffee ice cubes. Nice. And then it's just more coffee. Sounds good. So you'd think. Oh, but I had one yesterday, yeah. and what it turns out is quite nice about putting ice cubes in your coffee is it's a bit thinner and watery at the end, which is kind of a relief. Yeah. Because if you put in more coffee, it becomes <laughs> more bitter and stronger. And then when I was driving to tape this <laughs> improvised show last night, I was also experiencing phenomenal anxiety, and I arrived <laughs> to what was a 10-minute crime scene on the toilet. <laughs> I took three shits before the show, including one right after I'd been mic'd up. Anyway, while I was rummaging around in the freezer, someone whose Instagram account is Will McCarty messaged to say, hey, while you're in there, see if you can find the message I sent on Patreon last year. Oh, man, that is a platform that um, I need to get. There's very, there's not a lot of messages that come through, but we need to start feeding them okay. into the friend zone. Absolutely. And I, I assured him I'd have a rummage. Will called me a good man, and that was my rummage. So rest assured the system is being corrected and improved. Yeah. 
And yeah, we've got our best people on it. That's Tim. He's our best man. Uh, uh, I reckon I'm going to read uh, one more. And so will I. And then we will end. Okay. Do you want to go first or should I? Sure. Jacob said, because this was a while ago. Oh, this yeah. was mid-July. Good on you. Remember 2019? Good on you, Jake. Simpler time. Dear Bert and Ernie, I'm already imagining you reading these words in your magnificent Kiwi accents, you absolute legends. I first heard about you boys in the halcyon days of season one and could not get enough. Like nearly everyone else who's written to you, you've helped me get through some tough days at my often stressful job and I just really, really appreciate you. (laughs) Individually and together, who you are, how funny you are, charmer. I'm really good by myself. How hard working... I do really well when I'm alone. How hard working you are and that you're honestly just good fucking dudes who are legitimately gifted at making people smile and laugh and who can keep a bit going longer than anyone I've seen. Uh, that you made it through the mud-filled trenches of four seasons with your friendship intact and a devoted audience in tow says a lot about who you are as people and as professional funny men. I wish I had friends as funny as you. You do. Us. Have you ever noticed that you're both the straight man and the funny man and that you can charmeleon into whichever role best fits the mood? It's magnificent to witness. You both... Have the ego of the straight man and the selfishness of the funny man. I hope that makes sense. I'm drunk. I love you, Jacob. That was so nice. <laughs> but yes. I brought uh I bought a razor with your promo code one time. I hope you got that money. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that's sick, man. I what a great email. That's something I would love to hear on the very odd occasion when we get to do ad reads. Yeah. Let us know if you do, because <laughs> I don't know how we know if we get the money or not. Uh, we were just talking. We did an ad read for Away, a luggage company. <laughs> Let's not get into that, because that, that contract may come back. And it was great. And Away... Yeah. It was just that one of us didn't get the piece of luggage. At, so, you know, when we were talking about how great it was, we were referring to the other person's bag. But we can both vouch for how fucking great they are. <laughs> it's the truth. I licked one. Hey, frosty fellas. Hey, guy. I know this is a little unorthodox, and I'm going to try and get it viewed via the proper channels, Deciders Club. <sighs> but if you were to do a one-off watch of a movie and podcast, I'd happily donate some money. It may sadly only be about 20 of the Queen's pounds to either of the boys or a charity of your choice's compensation. Also, <laughs> way to fucking grab us by the short and curlies. Also, that's so good. And now I know I'm just being cheap. You can have the money, or I could donate it to the needy. Yeah, so I'm trying to catch up with what what has been communicated in this email. So we, so far, we've got. I know this is a little unorthodox, and I'm going to try and get it viewed via the proper channels, which is the Size Club. If you, if, but if you were to do a one-off watch of a movie and podcast, I'd happily donate some money to either the boys or a chat of your choice. As compensation. Also, and now I know I'm just being cheeky, it's my 30th birthday tomorrow, which oh, this was uh, about two weeks ago. Oh, that's not too bad. Um, obviously, oh, uh, cheeky, it's my 30th birthday tomorrow if that helps my cause. Obviously, when it's down in your, obviously, when is down to your schedules. Jeez, I'm really building here. It's such an insane movie, and one scene in particular I'd love to hear uh, the both of you talk about. I doubt this will work, but hey-ho, you've got to try anyways. Hope you're both holding up after your cat spree. Seriously, guys, seek help. Love from a long-time fan, Carl O'Callaghan. What's the movie? P.S. If I should be so lucky for you guys to agree and have this read out on a friend zone, you can say my full name. I'd like to see if you guys can get it right. Carl, what's the film? What's the scene? This is an incredible power move. Carl, (laughs) 
Carl has said to us, I would love for you to watch a movie and do the special one I've recorded. It would mean a lot to me. It would mean a lot to me. And create a level of intrigue whereby we're like, well... We're listening. Yeah, and then has withheld it. So if we confirm... Like now, he has oh. information that we want. So if we say to Carl, "I would love to," I would love to know what the movie is. Carl can say, yeah. "Well, you can only find out what the movie is under the circumstance of you watching and discussing it." Well, with a lot of things, the the silent killer is duration. So signing a blank check can sometimes bite you in the ass because four hour movies do exist. Or well, that crazy one that I think got played at Cannes like last year that was sixteen hours or something. That's too long. It's, it's too long. That's so how we long go, a day is. Yeah, if we go, yeah, we'll watch, we'll watch the movie you want us to watch, and then it's a 16-hour movie. Woo, whoops. That's what, technically a day is 16 hours, and because you don't need to get eight hours sleep, so a night is eight hours. Sure. Is that the right breakdown? Two-thirds yep. of your life you're awake, one-third you're asleep? It's supposed to be. What do you reckon your percentages are? About that. What about you? Yeah, about that. It seems like that's too long awake. Do you think? Well, if I think about night and day, I split it in two. I'm like, half the day is day, half the day is night. Even that turn of phrase doesn't make sense. <laughs> half I of- think it's because you're equating night with sleep, and that's not so. Yeah. But to me, it's just it's meant to be half and half. And so to hear it so heavily skewed towards awake, I think, yeah. hmm. Hmm. I've been lied to. Who's to say? Well, what a fantastic, ponderous, and ultimately useless note to end this edition of the Friend Zone on. Hopefully, if we haven't fucked it up, our first ever... Vi- Wait, have we done one before? Uh, not not as this, but we've recorded a video before. We've recorded a video before. We're legends. Um, so if you're on Patreon, here's looking at you, kids. And uh, if you're not, then you're just hearing us in a slightly echo, echo, more echo than normal yeah. What is the comparative adjective for echo? Echoey. Echoey. Yeah. It is echoey. More echoey. An echoey chamber. Because you know how you say like funnier if something's more funny than something? How do you say something is more echoey than something? Oh. Echoier. There's a bit more of an echo. Uh, more echoey than usual. Echoier. <laughs> we've done it. Um, <laughs> we've... we've We've ruined the end so, of what was otherwise a perfect conversation. I think what's coming up next on the Worst Idea stream, and boy, have I promised this a few times, but it's probably going to be hosting. Oh, yes. Season three. three featuring Guy Montgomery and Carlo Ritchie and no Tim Bat. Yeah. Well, the, the audio magic of Tim Bat. This was a podcast that we recorded towards the tail end of last year. It follows on from the first two seasons of hosting. It was a podcast where I hosted Carlo as a guest at my house in Auckland, New Zealand for a week. Seven episode seasons. Each episode represents a day. The second season, he hosted me at his house in Sydney. And the third season is me hosting Carlo in New York. It's a good time. And I just, every morning I wake up and think I've disappointed Maureen Johnson again by that not being online yeah. right now. I Yeah. Carlo is... um. I'm okay, but I truly think that Carlo is one of the funniest guys going around. Absolutely. So if you haven't already checked out the first two seasons, uh, they're available on the stream for hosting. You can find it through the Little Empire website. Uh, do you, actually, do you have anything that you need people to attend coming no. up? You're doing a comedy need, show in Melbourne in I March. Need, I need you to look after yourselves. Okay. That's what I need everyone out there to do. I need you to give someone a compliment today. And I'll fucking see you later. Here's an example of a compliment. Hiya, Tim. Hey. It's really nice to see you. You Your eyes are sparkling as though life is good.
Is that a compliment? Yeah. I feel like it created a little bit of pressure on you for you to say that your life is good. I'll start again. Hiya, Tim. Hey, guy. You're looking healthy and vibrant. Thank you. End of friend zone. Well, it's the friend zone. Will Tim and Guy come to the friend zone? And have a good time. Yes, it's the friend zone. Will Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea of all time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.